Morning Sickness Relapse. 22 Hours, An American Nightmare, a new podcast from WTOP News in Washington, D.C., details the heinous murders of a D.C. power couple, their 10-year-old son, and housekeeper. The complicated trail of evidence. She thinks she knows how Darren Wint got inside the house. Oh my God, I saw Amy yesterday. And shocking moments from the trial. His defense team drops a bombshell. 22 Hours, An American Nightmare. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts. The Morning Sickness Relapse. With uh, intern Jeremy. All right, let's go. What doctor's appointment do you have? None. Many. I mean, how long is this supposed to take? Who knows? Uh, I've got a lot to do. We've got to wrap this up. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jeremy. What's up, Johnny? Hi, friend. You're back from vacation. How yes. are you feeling? I'm, I feel great. How are you? You've been doing overnight. Oh, sleepy, sleepy boys. Not yeah, feeling no, well. it's not. It's not fun. It's no fun. It's no. a nightmare of a schedule. I mean, listen, Brett belongs on overnights. Those are his people. Mm. I think it was a big misstep by Larry by moving him. I think Brett is better than that. And he's earned his chance to be in a different time slot. He just loves no. it here too much. See, and it's wrong. time to let some other absolutely low-level human being take over the overnights. <laughs> I think it's time for some weird bug-eyed nocturnal worm to be the, the overnight guy because that's what radio needs. More weirdos willing to stay up all night and play records. Yeah. That, you, you're doing a great job, by the way. You fit that spot really thanks. well. You're doing yeah. a really nice – you fit right in. Yeah. Like when I listen, I'm like, that's exactly what an overnight guy needs to sound like. Those are my people, man. Yeah, I just picture you like huge yellowish-green eyes, able to hunt at night. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. And by the way, <laughs> edit all that out. Just start over. Yeah. What's, what's up, Johnny? Hey, Jeremy, you look nocturnal. You've been doing overnights. I picture you with big yellow eyes and hunting at night. Okay, we're done here. <laughs> we're all caught up. Just do a big edit and then bring that yep, together just, right just slap Perfect. It, no and one's he goes right from the difference. point before I said the F word yeah. and then edit all that stuff out and then go right back to me saying, you look nocturnal, and then we, that's a perfect cut. It's a it perfect is. break, they call that. That's because you're America's sweetheart, that's Johnny. That's exactly you got right. it all figured out. There's a reason I have success and you don't. That's that's true. It's, mm. that's, it's, it's painful, painful how true yeah, that is. You didn't even have to say it. Should have just moved on. Because <laughs> that sounded pathetic. <laughs> sounded like I hit a nerve. Period staycations. Uh, menstruation vacations. Don't be gross. Ooh, I like that. Menstruation vacations. Yeah. Every guy I've talked to, his eyes get huge <laughs> when I bring up this idea. Uh, it's genius. And it's brilliant. And uh, last week on vacation... Women always seem to end up having their periods while you're trying to have fun or if you've got time away or you're going to fly off to vacation or whatever. It almost always strikes. And even if it's not supposed to, it shows up on vacation. So you're like, didn't this just happen two and a half weeks ago? I'm early (laughs) or I'm late. And it's ruining the vacation. Well, I've had it. So I was on vacation last week. And, uh, of course, the wife starts going through that thing. And I'm like, you know. This isn't this isn't any fun. You're no good to me here. I mean, if we're just going to hang around the house all day and drink by the pool and have fun, but we've got this big line we have to draw, I'm not interested in that. So I need a new fresh setting. And she goes, I don't blame you. I'm miserable about it too. She hates it. She hates that thing just as much as I do. So I'm like, how about I just leave for three days? You come by, visit me. like Because this is like we're dating. This is like the beginning of a relationship. I can't have sex with you because that wouldn't be cool. 
So you can come over, maybe a BJ. Ooh. Ooh. Come over to my apartment. So I rented a room at a beautiful resort in town that turned out to be like a one-bedroom apartment. It was beautiful. The kitchen is nicer in this place than it is in any home I've been in in a long time. It was gorgeous. And you can buy, it's a little condo. Yeah. Bathroom was gorgeous. Everything was great. And she'd come by for like lunch and dinner. And maybe we'd go to a movie. And then at the end of the night, I'm like, well, looks like we should wrap this up. <laughs> Visiting hours are Yeah. Over. <laughs> and it's like, if you want to close up shop here, there's only one thing we can really do is make out and then send you on your way like we're dating. Yeah. And so after three days, she was like, that was great. And I'm like, me too. So in a month, when that ugly scourge of womanhood comes back, the Bible was so right. The Bible basically said, the first Bible, and I'm not a biblical guy, but there's some things they nailed, was a woman when she's on her period is to leave the domicile and wander the earth for seven days, not touching anything or speaking to anyone. If, in fact, she's caught touching something, that item is to be burned. <laughs> Depending upon its importance, she can be stoned to death just for having, having uh, her period and touching somebody's stuff. If she gets chatty during her period... She yeah. used to be stoned to death. Now, I don't want to go that far. I was going to say, I'm are, not you religious. Gonna, are you going to implement these rules at no, Casa de Homburg? But menstruation vacation is like, we've hated this thing since Bible days. So let's just avoid it. So next month, she gets to go to a resort for three days and just get pampered beyond belief. Spa, you know, she wants to hang out by the pool. I'll come by for dinners, you know, hang out, do whatever, and uh, just do the thing, and then I'll go home. Are you afraid it's going to be like the Seinfeld episode where the girl wants to stay over with Kramer, but he says no. But then she realizes she likes it too. So then when he wants to stay over, she's like, hit the no, brakes. Hit the so road. do you, are you afraid that eventually like you're just going to be living full time in separate places? What, what's that? What in the, what's the bad part of that? No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying, do you, is it moving that way? As a, yeah. Cause I think like as a kid, you fight and fight and fight to get your own room. Yeah. Right. And then you get your own room like this is great. And then you get older and you're like, I want my own place. And you get your own place and then you get married and you end up sharing a and then room. You don't have anything like, anymore. What the, f- what, what the heck just happened? I got to share a bed with someone. This isn't I've never shared a bed. I don't want this. I like sleeping in a bed. The by only benefit is that you're you're getting sex on the regular. Right. But then once that that uh, monthly thing right. shows up, then we're no good to each other yeah. here. We've the, talked the, until the only we're blue benefit in the of this relationship has yeah. gone out the window. I like you. You're fun. Yeah. I enjoy her company. I like having dinner with you and stuff. And then if we're having a really good time, it usually leads to the one thing we can do. I'm only allowed to do that with her. Yeah. I get in trouble if I try to do it with other people. I've tried. <laughs> it's very bad. There's a downside to that. <laughs> you so would never guess there's a downside. You go get to your it. own place and you turn into a bachelor for three days without all the whores. She comes by, hangs out with you. And then when it's time for bed, she goes home where she belongs because nothing good's going to happen in that bedroom. <laughs> So, it's menstruation vacation packages available now at Mono Lucia Mountain Shadows. They're idiots for not doing it. Yeah, I've, The you, lady gets this. The man gets this. Everybody gets their own space. It's just such a good idea. And women are like, oh, yeah, because they don't want to admit their periods are sickening to everyone. Yeah. Because they are. They're unnatural. I don't know why they've kept it up. Yeah. It needs I, to, how come there hasn't been a pill to just stop it? I know they have There's got to be. You know, that slow it down. But just end it. It's got to be something that makes this. All the stuff we could do with our phones, and yeah. you tell me that that science hasn't come up with a way to get rid of that yet. Well, there isn't a, like a call, wand, call like it. an ultrasound thing that can go in there and just dry up all the stuff that would come out. I think what you have to go in Ugh. there with like a, you know, like 
you see in horror movies the baseball bat with the knife or the, with the nail sticking oh out of it, God. but a more medical device. And I think you just got to go in there and just start no, spinning around. You don't roto root out <laughs> menstruation. You're disgusting. Kind of like when you, you just get take a, a, a drain that's head to a, a, a hotel. I'm telling you, man, treat yourself once a month to a nice two day break during that time, and everybody's happier. How about would you just why don't you just buy your neighbor's house and then why she's going to peek just, out the window and keep an eye on uh, what I'm doing. Oh, so you have to have within you have to have a couple mile it's radius. It's just freedom. And do you know what you when you wouldn't be able to get away, get away with this is if you have kids. Sure, you can. Because the next month, tell me she wouldn't. The next month, when it's her turn, and you watch the kids for a weekend, that's the problem. I know that weekend's coming, so I ain't signing <laughs> you up. You're on not that. playing this game. All right, I guess that's it. If you don't want to hang out with your we kid would, without we, your wife. That, that weekend, it would only happen one weekend and our experiment would be over. My weekend would be first. And then I'd be like, you know what? I don't think this is a good well, idea. Well, more than likely from what you're saying is the kid would either get lost or accidentally maimed. So <laughs> yeah. then the month, the next month, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's great. Menstruation, vacation. Everybody wants it. Yeah. Women don't feel good about themselves during mm-hmm. the time. They're all weird and bloated. Yeah. Like, I don't like this. I don't know. Dinner was nice. I really like And occasionally, like, why not treat it like a new thing? Right? Yeah. Taking a little break while you're on your thing. And then you're taking a little break while you're on your thing. And everybody kind of, we date during that because it's more fun. And I think all the, like the place you stayed, any of the places listening, don't miss out on this opportunity. It's been proven that if you do not take John Holmberg's marketing advice, this is true. Your business goes out of business. <laughs> That's right. Porkopolis is, you're bringing up Porkopolis in yep. a roundabout way. How many magnificent, and I'll throw Eric in on this, how many magnificent Years ideas, of ideas did we give him that he avoided until last year when he's like, I got to start doing this. Mm-hmm. And I've told him the colored bathroom was a great idea. Where you just paint the bathroom in a rainbow, uh, just tons of colors, like paint exploded in there. Yeah. And then you just have the words "colored bathroom" on the <laughs> on the door. It's a curiosity. The news is there. It's like, look, I'm just kind of having fun. I'll play on words. A colored water fountain. That's rainbow water fountain. That's just all over. And then rainbow water comes out. It's the colored water, the magical colored water fountain. Those were good ideas. Uh, I don't know how many ideas we had for Brady. A ridiculous amount. And he turned them all down, squashed them except, all, and look no, at them. Except for one, he did the pork populace. Because it was already in trouble. But he was, yeah, that was that was him trying to line yeah. his pockets on the way out the door. Well, it was him <laughs> saying, maybe if I listen to John. Yeah. And he tried the pork populace parties, watching Dr. Pimple Popper. And it was what well, biggest Thursday he'd ever had. Mm-hmm. couple of Thursdays in a row. Huge monster. New season ones. started. And Dr. what happened? He didn't pay his bills for DirecTV, so the second, the second one, oh, the whole God, TV I thing shut, shut down. Off. It's brutal. That was the same night I tried getting a free food chant going, and not it wasn't Brady that that shut yeah. me down quick. It was his daughter. Yeah, his daughter. Yeah. She knows how. Uh, well, she's, there's another, no business to inherit now, well, right. but well, she knows how to run a business because as soon as I started that free food chant, she was no. like, "Shut up." Well, the thing is, is one of the reasons it's going out of business is that Kirby was the accountant, <laughs> so she was running the numbers. She got a little abacus back. She knew, yeah, she knew that for, she was long. She's the most talented mathematician in the house. I don't doubt that. I know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a here's an off-topic question, but why is it, as a society, we have decided that we're going to call Rihanna, Rihanna, but she says her name is Rihanna. Why why don't we call her what she says her name is? I, why? Wh- we call, if you listen to the, on the radio, if they're introing a song or, or anybody, they we say Rihanna. You say Rihanna, correct? I think so. Listen to interviews with her, and she, she says, says her Rihanna. name Rihanna. 
But well, we continue to call her Rihanna. Then it's Rihanna. But her name is Rihanna. So we're just wrong. Yeah, but we we're I just don't get. Has she said I hate this? I think at this point it's just come to the point to where she's just like nobody's listening. Hmm. <laughs> is it because she's Bahamanian and maybe her accent has confused us? Maybe I don't know. Rihanna. I didn't really think that far. It just Rihanna. kind of bothered me. No, I don't know. Well, that's weird. I'll I'll make a note of that. Thank yeah, you. think about that. It's an interesting give, give me, aside. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I have a lot of time to think on overnights oh, man, by myself when I'm the yeah. only one in the building. You so should just get those big yellow glass eyes outside and start bug hunting. Oh, yeah. So you can see at night better than a nocturnal Jeremy. Out here, I, we see a lot more crackheads wandering the streets than we do bugs. Hunt them around. with their giant <laughs> start, nocturnal eyes. Sh- but be careful. Because they'll turn with their giant nocturnal eyes. They can see you, too. The night people. I got the higher ground. The night people are scary. I used to ride my bike at a place that turned out to be called Sodomy Gulch. Oh, boy. And we would do night rides, and I didn't know that's what it was called. And the the night gays were out. And they would hang out in the woods in the... the, (laughs) You just see their eyes. Well, that was it. And I'm like, what? how do we know? And the guy's like, well, they're night gays. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Do they have... Like gigantic yellow eyes, like those night hunting animals with yeah. the pointy teeth, and probably and, uh, their hands are extra large for penises. <laughs> Have you asked Ian about this? Uh, he didn't believe it's true. There's no such thing as night gays. I'm like, I'll take you to Sodomy Gulch. I will. Yeah. Just don't say that to me. That got him excited. I guess the phrase "take you to Sodomy Gulch" in the gay community is like a, it's a big deal. <laughs> It's awesome. It's almost like asking him to marry you. But your buddy that took you down there, did he know it was called Sodomy Gold? Evidently, but he was laughing about it. Mm. Well, a cop told me. We didn't know what it was called. We knew that they had male prostitution in the Gulch, which is weird. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> a cop told me later, he goes, you ride your bike there oh, at night? Okay. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, we do a lot of arrests for male prostitutes down there. I broke both my arms crashing in Sodomy Gulch, and it was just before the sunset. And the guy I was with had to ride seven and a half miles through the mountain to go back to the car and then drive 15 miles to go pick me up at the other side around the mountain because he can't oh, drive yeah. the car through there. So I had two broken arms. I thought I broke my leg, and I'm sitting at the end of the trail in the parking lot, and I started to notice there were many men there dressed in jeans and button-up shirts <laughs> walking around this desert parking lot. And they started, and just a bunch of them sitting in their cars as the sun started to set. And then a guy came up to me, and I'm bleeding. I got blood on my arms, and he comes up, and he goes, are you all right? I'm like, "I'm my my arms are bad, but I think I broke my leg, maybe my hip. And he goes, oh, my bike's all mangled oh, next to me. I had no. a bad crash. And he goes, do you need anything? He's and like, I'm I'll like, take care of you. Are you in pain? And he plops down next to me, and I've been sitting there for like 40 minutes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'll be all right. I have some aspirin in the car. Oh, that I'm like, wasn't oh, aspirin. yeah, okay. So he goes to his car, and he brings me some pills. Right then and there, my friend Drew pulls up. <laughs> And all Drew said was, get away from him! Like he was trying to scare a bear away, which he kind of was. It's like when you go out and you see a raccoon in your garbage. Yeah, and you just exactly. Get away from him! Get out of here! <laughs> and so the, the nocturnal gay was like, I was just helping. And then he goes, don't take those! <laughs> and I've got something in my hand, and I just kind of throw them on the ground. Like, Drew's probably right. And then I scramble into the car with Drew. He says, you were going to take pills from some strange guy at Sodomy Gulch. And I'm like, oh, my God. How damaged am I? So is it a 99% chance or a 100% chance that that was not Tylenol he was giving you? I don't. I didn't care. I was in so much pain. I was like, you know what? A good old-fashioned raping might take my mind off all this. I, I mean, I, it, you wouldn't remember the pain if you were roofied because you don't That's remember right. anything. Hey, maybe he Cosby's me, and I'm like, the next day I'm like, my arms hurt and my butt hurts. But I think I crashed my bike. <laughs> Doctor's like, I can explain the leg and the <laughs> yeah. arms. I can't explain how the, the yeah. back door injury happened. You, you got a lot of problems here. How did you crash exactly? You broke both arms in your butthole. 
did you forget to put the seat on the seat post on yeah. your bike, sir? I don't know. You'd have to be a forensic scientist to figure all this out. Just give me my pills. <laughs> Are you still a fan of the uh, Sodomy Gold's bike rides? Or oh, I love it. I, I ride there all the time. You have a lot of stories where you end up broken legs, broken ankles. Not a bro- lot. I well, do a lot. Well, didn't you break your ankles snowboarding and then got pulled over by a cop and almost got Years shot? Years ago. Please, that's once. And those stories are the stories you tell. I don't tell you all the times I go and succeed. That's boring. And, <laughs> and there's then, so many of them. Then the, then the bike ride, you didn't know your arms were broken. Right? No, I thought my leg was broken. And they were like, you're actually wrong. Your arms are broken. I, was, I knew my arms were damaged, but I didn't think they were broken. I thought for sure my hip and leg had dislocated itself. I thought for sure my left hip was gone. And so they x-rayed me, and they're like, you're fine. I'm like, are your arms okay? I'm like, they hurt. And he goes, well, let's take a look. And there were hairline fractures in both arms. I'm like, I would have never guessed. <laughs> I, you know. But that's just one story where I crashed and hurt myself. I've ridden that trail 300 times. I think you're missing. Once with Wheeler Morris, who's in charge of this entire podcast situation. Who's the one that and I the think man... put the kibosh on <laughs> the. <laughs> well, all right. But he's a Viking. The man can ride. From Minnesota, we shows up. I take him out in 106 degrees and playing with kid gloves, and the dude's a he, he rides like the wind. Yeah. Amazing. You described that story. You said that was the one story where you just got hurt on your bike. That's not. I've been hurt on my you're, bike before. You're burying the lead of that story. That story is the time where you almost got raped in Sodom and Gulch. but almost got raped. <laughs> I mean, dude. If you want to get into that, how many stories I have where I almost got raped, because we're going to be here all day. You had the roofies in your hand. This guy was like, this is <laughs> I the did easiest. have them in my hand. He had made that little... Weird, like, oh, sands like, of the hourglass oh, no. sifting into my hand. You're like, those and are a lot of pills. Three like, little pills. Pain. Three pills fell in. I think they were Tylenol, but were he could have changed. different colored? Nope, same. Smiley face on it? Uh, one <laughs> might have been that MDMA stuff. <laughs> but no, there were three pills, and I was getting them ready in my hand to take them. And uh, that's Five minutes. L- l- that's all it would have Five been. minutes earlier, and you're, one you're never minute. seen from again. One minute different, <laughs> and Drew, well, five minutes for sure I'd have been out. Yeah. One minute different, I'd have been, ta- I'd have taken the pills. Yep. I was going to take them. I was not in a good state of mind. I was a mess. <laughs> and this guy was being very helpful. And who knows? Maybe he was just being nice. I'm just, it's dark in he a was, place. It wasn't called, dark yet. Oh, Sodomy yeah. Gulch. And that's how I learned of <laughs> Sodomy Gulch, is that. And I'm like, I thought it was awfully. And then one time I was riding Sodomy Gulch, August. Middle of the week, it's 108 degrees outside, and I like to ride my bike in the heat. I throw a sweatshirt on. I sweat like crazy. I've got tons of water. I'm fine. I'm riding along, and I am alone. The only bad thing about when I ride there is that I'm the only one out there. So if I crash, <laughs> I'm just going to be a rotten corpse in like a, three hours. So I'm riding along the, the trail side, getting ready to jump on the trail. And, I mean, out of nowhere, uh, Twink comes crawling out of the earth. It's like these little these little washes and he's in terry uh, like those uh, terry cloth kind of material shorts with piping oh okay. like 70s girl shorts and a real tight and a tank top that's like he's exposed his tummy Ooh. and he comes out of this thing and the other side of this wash i see a mailman <laughs> crawl, crawl out of the other side that's why my goddamn and mail's late they walk two different directions oh. and i'm like <laughs> Like, they just got done doing whatever you do in a 108-degree weather in the middle of the desert, and dude never went home after his mail route to shower yeah, up. Yeah, so he's, he's been walking in the heat. He's been oh. doing whatever mailmen do all day, and he's well like, seasoned. I got to get a twink job right now. <laughs> and he went and got one, and that twink walked. 
to the gulch to meet them. And then, but the cops say that the you know when storms come, they have to go to the storm drains and pull out all the needles and rubbers oh, and stuff. Geez. The gulch is a, a hot sex hangout. At least they're being safe. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully. If there's a bunch of rubbers, it could just out. be balloons for decoration. Oh, it's just setting yeah, the mood. They just set it up, and they, that's what they use for balloons. <laughs> <laughs> but 108 degrees. Can you imagine oh. the smell <laughs> of mailman butter oh. on a 108 degree August day in Phoenix as you're down in the gulch doing whatever it is that guy's doing to you? And it's just keeping the heat in there. And, and go home and change the. Don't sully the uniform. Of the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, I mean, crawl out of there, unidentifiable. At least take that. It's a button shirt. That emblem on your shirt. Yeah, it represents the U.S. of A. Exactly. All the men that have died. That's right. (laughs) Delivering the mail. All the think of the heroes that have died delivering. All of them bitten by dogs. Well, almost all of them. Yes, that's true. And evidently by twinks. (laughs) Subterranean uh, desert twinks. Have you gotten another dog yet? Earlier, we were talking about. Your Fulton Homes ad is no longer valid because oh no, because it says the, I have the numbers. Six. Yeah, you know. I've I've got a new Fulton Homes ad up there. Maybe they run a different one, and you heard it, but they do. It's 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 the more generic. It's just a generic one. Yeah, Basically, you're like you could that. end up like me and and have six. I'm like ooh. Well, at one point I did. Um, yeah. I, what's odd is I looked at a dog yesterday that's leaving foster care named oh. Patrick, and Patrick is a super sweet, awesome dog. I don't know that he's right for us. He's got a little. Uh, issues with uh, he's aggressive and uh, protective of toys. Oh, uh, yeah, we got too many. Dog- our dogs, dogs play yeah. individually, and they none of them have toy aggression. He's got a little of it, but he's super sweet. So we went and met him yesterday, and he's nice. But I'm like, I don't think he's right. What? I would love to have, but but I think if we and I even told I'm not ready. Even seeing a new dog, I'm like, it's not my boy Benny, and that's literally that's what I'm trying to do. It wouldn't be fair to the dog. I'm trying to get Ben back. That's not right. You'd realize a few yeah, weeks. It's not fair to that to dog. That to dog and yeah. then like, I'm looking for Ben's personality traits, and I'm like, well, this dog doesn't have that, and he's not doing this, so it's not fair. This dog's his own thing. So yeah. when I'm ready to do that, I'll probably do it again. That damn dog's will that that guy sent me has changed everything. It's like, well. Do you just keep pulling it up and, and, and I've read it a couple. People send you, it to you, me, and I read it. you got to stop really, torturing yeah, yourself. The dog's will is enough to make, and it's real. It's a good, it's it's right. Yeah. But I gotta stop this cycle of sadness I'm in. And we found a, a home for that Doberman. That, yeah, the what Doberman. Was, uh, what was the backstory with that dog? So we're finding out that it was a guy who got the dog, the Doberman that was with Toledo all week, got the dog, and then uh, my friend that that found it or had been alerted of it is a police detective. And so he's like, John, you're good with this. You know the shelters. Can you help me? And he sends me a picture. I'm like, that's a beautiful dog. We got yeah. that is not a dog that goes to shelters or pounds. That is, that he was well. It's a taken purebred, care of. I think, purebred, like probably super expensive Doberman, beautiful. And then so he asked me, we find a Doberman rescue. Takes six days to get it in. So Toledo was going to keep it at his house. We had somebody else uh, that Ben knew that said I can take it. They backed out last second. So uh, another cop said, I've got a Doberman, and he met this dog. It was a cool dog. He's like, i got to get this thing home. So my friend Doug ended up taking his dog home, uh, and he's got him. Well, the cop, Ben, the detective, started to scour the Internet with his free time and found a Craigslist ad that said, uh, hey, if you remember, and it's a picture of the dog as a puppy, if you remember me, I bought this dog two years ago from a family who just had twins and couldn't keep the dog. But you did say that if I couldn't take him, you would take him back. Oh, he was trying to find that family. His name's Hunter, I hope you remember. 
So my cop buddy uh, answered it and said, hey, I think I know who you're looking for. Oh, no. Why don't you give me your number? Because what they think happened is that guy couldn't find them and then just dumped it off in Black Canyon City. Because evidently that's a problem in this city that Black Canyon is the place people just go and drop off their dogs. That's the farm that, the dogs go live at forever? I guess. That's the one they open the door and push them out and drive. Do I don't know how you do it. I don't know how people do what they do with that. My, my oldest dog, that's how we got him. Someone pulled up into the parking lot of the Walmart my wife was working at, opened their door, pushed him out, shut it, drove off. I don't know how you do that. I, that well, was the, 10 years ago. The dog I found, Frank, at the, when I was at the pound to do another, I was going to foster and rescue another one. And I'm not good at fostering, so probably would have ended up being mine. Yeah, I couldn't do this. This guy said, I'll just let him go in my uh, neighborhood. He's cute. Someone will get him. And I'm like, you're not just letting him go in the street. And he goes, he's adorable. Somebody will pick him up. I'm like, that. there's 50 bucks to drop him off at the pound. And I'm like, are you kidding? He goes, what are you, a do-gooder? If you're a do-gooder, take the dog. And I'm just boiling. And I'm like, I'm here for something else. And he goes, well, then I'm going to drop him off in the neighborhood. Somebody will get him. His daughter's sobbing. He tied him to a fence. Fucking. He tied him to a fence in the middle of July. And just put a blanket down. So I went and grabbed him. And Frankie's mine. How long was that? Seven years. Wow. The one good thing that Arpaio did was he was very against animal cruelty. Well. I think, well, he doesn't mm, like you. I know there's a sore spot with you, Johnny. I know. The reason? Mainly because you got called a terrorist. No, that was another time. (laughs) But that dog thing's interesting you bring that up because he was a big-time advocate for animals. But the first 17 years under his uh, sheriff'sness, uh, he didn't do a thing to change the rules. His buddy, who was a fire chief in Mesa, got caught oh, with a goat, banging right? a little baby lamb, Ooh. like a tiny one. Poor little lamb and the child. lady came in and opened the door and said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm having sex with your lamb. <laughs> I like how he's he just was like, a fire chief. He's like, "What's it look like, lady? <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna say? Making tea? Pretty clear what's going Doing on. Doing dishes here, bitch. Really? What's it look like in that scenario, the dumbest thing at that moment was that woman's question. <laughs> yeah, the. You know, it's a rhetorical. It's not the worst thing that was happening, but it's certainly the dumbest thing <laughs> that happened. What are you doing? Uh, I'm having sex with your lamb, idiot. <laughs> So I hope he said it all smug like that. So too. Sheriff Joe decided he was going to get all you know active with that, and that just happened to be the exact same week that we had paid a stuntman Eric licking peanut butter off of Ralphie May's dog's butt because Ralphie May's dog was too fat. Surprise, surprise! To clean itself and started getting infections oh. on its butt. So the vet recommended putting peanut butter on his butt, and he'll find a way back there. Oh yeah, he'll. So he'll we said, well, we've got a guy that can clean that dog's butt. For a few hundred bucks. So Ralphie brought his dog, uh, Pimp, in. Pimp was fat, English bulldog. We had uh, a veterinarian come in, milk the prostate, make sure everything was clean, milk the glands, the anal ducts, and get it all cleaned out, and then put the peanut butter on and had Eric lick the peanut butter off of the dog. Well, Sheriff Joe used us as the example of animal cruelty, not his friend. Because he wanted to divert attention away from his Yeah, away from the fact that his friend was... Yeah, exactly. So... uh, what are you going to do? So then it started when later he called me a terrorist for trying to light gas stations on fire. But I didn't do that either. That's a different podcast. <laughs> Don't, I, that's a, allegedly. Allegedly. That's not, the key. That is not what happened. But no. that's what he had tried to get people to believe. When I was a kid, I got in trouble for, there's a kid that was a younger than like me. I like you have a relatable story to what I, I just do. told you. And I was egging him on and I was telling him to throw rocks at cars that were driving by. Idiot. Well, no, no, no. 
he's the idiot, not me. You're the idiot. When we got in trouble, I said, I didn't throw a damn rock. Yeah. Like, I don't and know you're how a I'm jerk in trouble. And an idiot. <laughs> and they're like, well, because you told him to do it. I said, well, he didn't have to listen to me. It's true. If I told him to jump off a bridge, am I a murderer? Yeah. And then in high school, there you're was doing a kid. it again. <laughs> there was a kid. He had this kid had some laxatives, ground him up, put him it put it in a Powerade, gave it to another kid. I never touched the Powerade, I never touched the laxative. Somehow I got in trouble with it too because I know and didn't say anything. I said, "What happens between those two gentlemen is not my yeah, business." Instigator. I didn't tell him to do two it. Two minutes I just in the box in hockey just for being the yep, guy who said just, to make fight I just fight didn't say anything. And somehow I got in trouble for it. Guilt by association. Your friends were morons. I hate that you were the smart one in the <laughs> I can't imagine what kind of troglodytes you were hanging out with. And then they were like, well, what if he would have died? And I was like, I didn't think about that. Yeah, no. You're They're like, what if he would have had like a, an allergic reaction and just died? I was like. You poisoned him. You I didn't him. poison you, anybody. You caused Connor him. did. I just didn't say anything. Is he in jail now? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. What's he in jail for? No, he actually not. He makes, he's a glass blower, makes not custom bad. bongs. Oh, man, surprise, surprise. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Yeah, that's exactly what the yearbook said he'd do. Yep. Well, Most likely to make homemade bongs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most likely to flourish in the homemade bong industry. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Johnny. Thanks, Jeremy. It was fun, except Woo! the beginning and the ending and the stuff in between. <laughs> except for the whole time. All of it. That'll do it for this week, guys. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate it. Make sure you check out all the other podcasts on the podcast page on 98kupd.com. And tune in to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Monday through Friday from 545 to 10 a.m. or so on the Big Red Radio, 98kupd.